30 plus, 30 years old, and you're still trying to rap, give it up. It's a young nigga's world. What's your take on that? Uh, it just depends. Okay, this is the thing about it. If you 30 and you still rap, you must have a crazy bag or you must have a crazy team because most of our favorite rappers are over 30. I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be honest about it. Let's be honest. Our favorite rappers are over 30 and they lie about their age. Okay, but a lot of these artists, they had momentum in their 20s though. I feel yeah, like- Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. No, you're right. But I'm saying though, most of, most of our rappers, like, okay, for, for instance, when you go to labels, most labels tell you to knock your age back. Yeah, it's more appealing. Back it's more appealing. To make it make sense. So people won't be calling you old and saying this and this and that. So the thing about it is, bro, these rappers be older. Now, if you, if I feel like if you're just starting at 30, come on now. But if you've been in a game for a minute and rapping, nah, you should try to like be some type of uh, either motivational type of entrepreneur person, you know what I'm saying, Every, or a CEO, like, versus being just a straight rapper. I think Aunt Glizzy's talking about niggas who've been rapping for 10 years, they're 31, they're 32, nothing's not moving anymore, yes, it's not, give it up. Exactly. Like, pe yes. People always talk about 2 Chainz and Rick Ross and, and Gucci, um, but them guys had momentum in their 20s. Yeah, 2 Chainz right, wasn't right. the was regular... Two chains wasn't the regular smegular guy in Atlanta. He was hustling and doing yeah, shit like yeah. that. Now let me tell like about rappers. I want to let every rapper know this. When you are a rapper, I notice everybody be sending like they be sending me songs and stuff like that. But when like a person, when you look at these big rap these guys that these big rappers sign, most of the time they sign the big hustlers, the big drug dealers, the big scammers. It motivates us as CEOs with money to sign somebody who you know that's a real hustler. Because if anything happened to me, can I call my artist and get something? I don't want That's my right. artist just always needing, needing like a female. You want a boss artist. You feel me? Like when, when Gotti signed Moneybag, I'm sure Moneybag was a boss. He, he felt some type of hustle in him, like some type of street hustle. Come on, like it's just about most of these artists just thinking like, I'm going to keep making songs, keep making songs, keep making songs. They never get the budget. They never think about, okay, how much money does it take to get the PR? How much money does it take to get the, get my streams right or my views up or, you know what I'm saying? My facing a lot. They don't think about that. They just think they, it's easier going in the studio, pulling some lean in the cut, rolling up a blunt, and I'm going to make it in music. They're easy. You know what I'm saying? They just got to know that. It's, it takes a big budget. To break one song, it takes a budget. You look at the song that Drake uh, did. I looked at a song that Drake did, man. Drake already the man, but how you stay the man is study, put big budgets behind every single song. Don't get too cocky and say, well, I'm Drake, and I'm about to just let let the world just take my music. No, you still have to. He put $900,000 behind one single on the radio. Yeah. $900,000. Hey, there, there's certain artists who paid for Say Cheese posts. It went viral. It did well. They blew up, but they stopped posting. They don't follow up. You have to follow up. If you post one time, I'll say, cheese, wait a week. Post again. Stay in their faces. You have to stay in their faces. You need exactly. to create a budget. Okay, well, look, let me put up five, ten bands for say cheese to make sure. You have to be that cocky person. Like, I'm going to make sure you see me. Like, Ben McEvoy is going to make sure you see him. You're going to see me on say cheese. You're going to see me on academics. You're going to see me on Facebook. You're going to see me on yeah. TikTok.
you're always going to see me because I'm going to make you see me even if you don't follow me. That's the type of, if you want to be cocky, that's how you got to come off. Because if they and see the you one month, win. The yeah, that's how you really, win. That, that's how you win. That's how you, it's strategy to everything. That's a lot of artists don't think about that. They just like, oh, I'm going to take my link and I'm going to share it to all these people. And one day somebody going to hear and see me. No, people see the money. They see the bag. If you come, like a lot of artists be like, man, this it's hard to meet these artists. It's really easy to meet an artist. You can meet who you want to meet. If you got forty, fifty thousand dollars, you can sit right. You can be sitting in this room with me right now. You can sit in. You can sit with Meek Mill. Yo, got everybody has a booking price. Everybody has a booking fee. Everybody has some type of fee that they will let you pay to become their best friend. Mm. Not even they just best friend, but somebody that you can be in the same room as them. Money talk. You feel me? So. Is I feel like a lot of these artists that's up and coming is the ones that's looking out, looking for the handouts. But uh, the handout artist turns you off. You get what I'm saying? It it, it irritates you because you we we deal with females all the time, and you be like, damn, this girl needs this and this and that. You know what I'm saying? But then when you dealing with an artist, you just like, damn, this nigga need this, he need that. It'll, it'll turn, it'll push you away from him. Yeah. They are Why like, do you think people don't invest in themselves? Do you feel like it's a pride thing? Like, man, I paid this nigga money, man. It's, it's, I gave they, this other they nigga They don't, they don't invest my money. in themselves because, honestly, they really don't believe in themselves that much. They all, I know artists right now that have money, like trappers that got money that will not spend five, ten thousand dollars $10,000 into themselves. They feel like, no, nah, I'm a, they, they always procrastinate. They be like, no, nah, I'm going to just wait till my next hand. Or I don't got enough songs out yet. Or... They just be making up excuses every time. It be the excuses that, that next thing you know, I say, bro, you only gonna get older. You finna be uh, this age, that age. Like you gonna study, grow, and grow. You like wasting your time, but liking everybody else on. Like you gotta build your own. First, it starts with taking nice pictures on Instagram. Your presence is everything. Then your following. You know what I'm saying? People depend. People look at all this type of stuff. You know, just not spamming everybody's comments and everybody's DMs. Talking about sign me is not gonna get you nowhere. Oh, that's, that's real. I don't even look at that shit. I need to. I really want to be seen. I want a person to be seen. Like to be seen. I like like for instance, I be offering mentorship. So the people that be paying me, we be really becoming like friends. You know what I'm saying? And I be like, damn. Then they, but then they tell me like, you know, I rap, bro. So I really take the time to listen to it because the nigga paid me. Yeah, it, you know, it's all about relationships. That's it, bro. And connections. That's it. And like you just mentioned, once you get you know, twenty years that I've been in it. Can you, they're uh, just, you know, they're so oppressive. Uh, for my readers, can you ex pretty much, in a nutshell, explain what a 360 oh, deal is? To. <laughs> I hope, I hope I can do it in a nutshell. Um, and stop me if I get too wordy. No, because you know how it is when the soapbox comes out. By all <laughs> means, so go ahead. <laughs> Thank you, love. Um, a 360 deal was a reaction that the major labels had to um, piracy in the music industry when the internet came into into vogue actually not just the internet when the internet and broadband came into vogue um what happened is people started downloading music for free and the, and the label started to take a huge financial loss so rather than fix that problem and deliver music, you know, through streaming or through legal downloads, um, what they did was they started suing people that were having really large downloads 
And then on the flip side, they were looking for other areas where they could increase their bottom line, meaning make more money. So rather than being great at what they do, which is putting out music, they decided to take a larger of the artist's share. And the reason that that bothers me is because the artist is the last to get paid and the artist has always already had the smallest share. So they invented these things called 360 deals. And um, Warner Brothers, I think the, the uh, young lady who worked at Warner Brothers in the legal department was the first one to put these together. And what a 360 exactly does is it takes money from the artist in any area where they have income. So if you're signed to a record label today, not only do they take most of the royalties that you make, but they also take a percentage of your performance income. They take a percentage of any film and TV income that you may have. If you do an endorsement deal, um, like, you know, like, like you'll see a female artist um, have a perfume line, or you'll see a male artist have a clothing line. Any line that is created by an artist, the label now takes a share of. Now, of course, all of that is negotiable. It's not like they're taking 100%. But my argument is if they're not if they're not doing anything to help you secure those lines of income, meaning they don't set up the tour for you, why are they getting a piece of it? They don't help you get the endorsement deals or the or the movie deals or the TV deals or the book deals, why are they taking a percentage of it? And you know, a lot of the labels will take thirty percent of your stream of your income. And to me that's just insane. You know, artists are the last ones to get paid, they're paid horribly to begin with, and now they're losing, you know, even thirty percent more of their money. I just don't I don't understand that mindset. Um, what is your response? I'll play devil's advocate here. What is your response Please. to the the label who says, Hey, nobody knew who the fuck you were, you know, before I put you on, I gave you this deal, and now you're famous, so now you're it's getting true. endorsement deals, and, and you wouldn't have, nobody would have known about you before I signed It's true, you know, and, and, and I gotta say, if they really, if they really built the artist's career, and they really were responsible for it like that, I'd say, you know what, all power to you. If you're gonna bring a million dollars to the table, you have every right to take you know, 300,000 of it as long as the artist agrees to that prior to that money coming in, right? Yeah. As long as the artist signs to that and agrees that that's fair, that's great. My problem with the labels is when you sign to a major label, they don't really do the bulk of the work. They, a lot of t times what they'll do is they'll sit back and they'll allow you to go out and blow yourself up. And then when you get to a certain level of buzz, that's when they'll kick in and put the machine behind you. So basically, they want it easy. They want an artist that, that doesn't take a lot of work, yet they want to take the lion's share of the income when the artist does the work to become that next thing or that famous thing or that hot thing, you know, whatever that is. My, my complaint is more because their mindset is, we put money into you, we saw value in you, therefore we get to take most of the money. Mm -hmm. and, and again, I wouldn't complain if they were really partners and were really doing the work, 
but most labels don't do the work. The fans react to the music, and Adele is a great example of this. Mm -hmm. The fans reacted to Adele and bought four million copies of her of her CD. Right. right. And that's amazing. That is. Now you hate it. You know, it's not like. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, that, I, I was going to say, you hate these deals so much that you, it just, because of this, because this has almost become the standard in the industry, you stop negotiating deals for artists. You yeah, I won't, I won't do them. I won't do a deal that I don't believe in. I won't do a 360 deal. And it was funny because they came in around 2005, and in, in that period of time, that's how I was making my living, by doing deals. So you know, you know how much you have to hate something in order to cut off your own income stream. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you gotta really hate it. <laughs> but I just really don't see the value, and I don't. You know, I run an artist advocacy organization. I just couldn't see getting artists into deals that I'd have to turn around five years later and break for free. It, it would be like making my own work. And and there's you know I don't need to do that. There's plenty, there's plenty of disgruntled artists out here to begin with. as you can mm -hmm. like don't jump into the pool until you learn how to swim yeah right because you will drown you know <laughs> it, just like you know lebron james or michael jordan or whoever your favorite player is just like they learned the game before they stepped onto the court that's right you have to in music too it's not free it's not easy in fact it's very expensive and it's very hard so if you don't have the wherewithal to really to really do this properly, mm -hmm. learn how it works, see what it is, and then make the decision if you're willing to do what it takes. You gotta give up a lot to win in this industry. Can you explain to people how expensive it is yes. to be successful? Because see, you know, a lot of people still are going out here trying to fish with a shoestring and a fish nest at the end of it. Who told them that somebody just put you on like where did that rumor get started because this is a really expensive it takes millions of dollars to break an artist and even me like i'm 29 years into this and dude i can't do this without a budget of at least one hundred and fifty thousand dollars one hundred and fifty thousand dollars to to break a rapper that's not even pop or or r&b that's rap which is cheaper to work can so, you break down what at 150 goes? Absolutely. It goes to marketing and promotion. It goes to shooting videos, behind the scenes content. It goes to Google ads. It mm. goes to getting on playlists. It goes to everything you can imagine. And then on top of that, you've got the expense of recording. So you've got to record, you've got to buy <coughs> the tracks. You can't lease them if you're trying to do this exactly. like professionally. For real? Yeah, you've got to own the rights exactly. to the track, not not take their publishing, but you've got to own the um, ability to use that song from the producer. He's still going to own his publishing. You're going to own your publishing, yeah. but you've got to do a contractual agreement no where you have the rights to that to that beat and no one else does. That's it right. has to be exclusive mm -hmm. if you're going to put money into it. You've got to have trademarks. You've got to have all sorts of contracts. You know, you've got to, if you have a feature from somebody, you've got to have a, you got to have that cleared mm -hmm. by their label and a contract with both parties. Right. If you have samples, you got to clear the samples. So there's a lot of money that goes into this. And if if you're a smart boo at home, figuring out how to do this, make a list of all the ways that you're going to market and promote your music, mm -hmm. and just price it out. 
And that's your minimum budget because you're going to have to do more than what you think you're going to do. That's right. So it's going to definitely cost you more, maybe even double of what you think it's going to cost. But you've got to figure out, okay, now that I know what it's going to cost, where am I going to get that money? Where's that money going to come from? Yeah. Because so many artists start this and then they fail. And very sadly, they think, I don't have the talent for this. Mm. And it's not that they don't have the the talent. It's that they didn't have the money or the or the work ethic, the drive. Because you've got to outwork everybody. Come on now. You've got to outwork everybody. You know, people want to believe that, you know, music is just fun time. Okay. Exactly. This is motherfucking work. (laughs) Exactly. I was just talking to Wingo from Jagged Edge. She was like, hey man, we'll get into a city. Do morning radio, midday radio, afternoon drive radio. Show up at a high school. Do show up at a high school. Then you gotta, then you gotta do the show. You gotta, you gotta, you have sound check. <laughs> then you gotta get dressed for the show. You gotta talk to your fans. You probably have family in that city because you've been doing this for a while. So you- Hi, that was music extraordinary, Miss Wendy Day, giving you guys some tips for learning your music career. As you heard, it would take at least $150,000 to pop a rap artist because in categories, rap is a lot easier to pop than pop or rock. So any rap artist, keep that in mind. $150,000 budget is minimum what it's going to take to what you guys call pop. I'm Keandre Whitlock, CEO of Our Side Only Marketing. You will, I will, we all will have a blessed day. Thank you. Grow from there. I'll be like, man, if he sat and paid, he really want to do this shit. He cares. Mm-hmm. Versus a person that's just like, oh, man, hey, like I'll do a giveaway. But I'll be mostly giving giving giveaways to the people that's that I see that's like really rocking with me. Because a lot of people don't really rock with you until... You like superly winning. You would know them A1 fans that are always posting because like when you look in your inbox, you can go all the way back to 2018, 2017, and they've been mentioning you in a stories and stuff like that. So that's most of the time I do giveaways. I'm giving it to the people who've been rocking with me. You know what I'm saying? Not the person that got tagged in a post and said, hey, bro, give me the money too. You know what I'm saying? So this is how life is. Never even imagine we're going to get into that in this interview as well. She finds artists, she puts them in the game, she also helps people to navigate the game at the same time. I'm talking about my sister Wendy Day in this thing. What's good, Wendy? How you feeling? I feel awesome. How are you? Oh, Wendy, first of all, it is a pleasure to have you in this thing. I thank you so much for stopping by and hollering at me in here. Oh my God, I love you. I'd be here regardless. Thank you. I'm a phone call away, baby. Exactly. Wendy. When it comes to you and hip hop, can you tell me what was it that just snatched you up and got you ready to go for it? The music. Uh-huh. I started listening to hip hop in 1980. You weren't even born yet, were you? 83. Okay. okay. Yeah, I was on the way. You were in the way. Yeah. You, there was, you were a gleam in somebody's <laughs> eye. Okay. <laughs> so in 1980, I went to a concert at University of Pennsylvania in Philadelphia. Uh-huh. And Grandmaster Flash was the opening act. Mm-hmm. And when they took the stage, I was just like, huh? Yeah. And I fell in love, the energy and the passion. And that led me to start going to the record store in Philly because it was, you know, records back then. Yeah. It started me going to the record store to find out what is this music? Like, who mm-hmm. are these guys? That's and right. I made friends at the record store mm-hmm. and. Grow 
from there. I'll be like, man, if he sat and paid, he really want to do this shit. He cares. Mm -hmm. Versus a person that's just like, oh, man, hey, like, I'll do a giveaway, but I'll be mostly giving giving giveaways to the people that's, that I see that's, like, really rocking with me. Because a lot of people don't really rock with you until you, like, superly winning. You would know them A1 fans that are always posting. Because, like, when you look in your inbox, you can go all the way back to 2018, 2017, and they've been mentioning you in a stories and stuff like that. So that's most of the time I do giveaways. I'm giving it to the people who've been rocking with me. You know what I'm saying? Not the person that got tagged in a post and said, hey, bro, give me the money too. You know what I'm saying? So this is how life is. You are 30 plus, 30 years old, and you're still trying to rap. Give it up. It's a young niggas world. What's your take on that? Uh, it just depends. Okay, this is the thing about it. If you 30 and you still rap, you must have a crazy bag or you must have a crazy team because most of our favorite rappers are over 30. I'm gonna be honest about it. Let's be honest. Our favorite rappers are over 30 and they lie about their age. Okay, but a lot of these artists, they had momentum in their 20s though. I feel yeah, like- Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. No, you're right. But I'm saying though, most of, most of our rappers, like, okay, for, for instance, when you go to labels, most labels tell you to knock your age back. Yeah, it's more pillars back it's more pillars. to make it make sense. So people won't be calling you old and saying this and this and that. So the thing about it is, bro, these rappers be older. Now, if you if I feel like if you're just starting at 30, come on now. But if you've been in a game for a minute and rapping, nah, you should try to like be some type of uh either motivational type of entrepreneur person you know what i'm saying every or a ceo like versus being just a straight rapper i think aunt glizzy's talking about niggas who've been rapping for 10 years they're 31 they're 32 nothing's not moving anymore yes, it's not give it up exactly. like pe yes. people always talk about two chains and rick ross and and gucci um but th them guys had momentum in their 20s yeah, two chains right, wasn't right. the was regular Two Chains wasn't the regular smegular guy in Atlanta. He was hustling and doing yeah, shit like yeah. that. Now let me tell you, like about rappers. I want to let every rapper know this. When you are a rapper, I notice everybody be sending like they be sending me songs and stuff like that. But when like a person, when you look at these big rap, these guys that these big rappers sign, most of the time they sign the big hustlers, the big drug dealers, the big scammers. It motivates us as CEOs with money to sign somebody who you know that's a real hustler. Because if anything happened to me, can I call my artist and get something? I don't want That's my right. artist just always needing, needing like a female. You want a boss artist. You feel me? Like when, when Gotti signed Moneybag, I'm sure Moneybag was a boss. He, he felt some type of hustle in him, like some type of street hustle. Come on, like it's just about most of these artists just thinking like, I'm going to keep making songs, keep making songs, keep making songs. They never get the budget. They never think about, okay, how much money does it take to get the PR, how much money does it take to get the, get my streams right or my views up or, you know what I'm saying, my facing a lot. They don't think about that. They just think they, it's easier going in the studio, pulling some lean in the cut, rolling up a blunt, and I'm going to make it in music. They easy. You know what I'm saying? They just got to know that. It's, it takes a big budget. To break one song, it takes a budget. You look at the song that Drake uh, did. I looked at a song that Drake did, man. Drake already the man, but... How you stay the man is study, put big budgets behind every single song. Don't get too cocky and say, well, I'm Drake and I'm about to just let 
let the world just take my music. No, you still have to. He put $900,000 behind one single on the radio. Yeah. $900,000. Hey, there, there's certain artists who paid for Say Cheese post. It went viral. It did well. They blew up, but they stopped posting. They don't follow up. You have to follow up. If you post one time on Say Cheese, wait a week. Post again. Stay in their faces. You have to stay in their faces. You need exactly. to create a budget. Okay, well, look. Let me put up five, ten bands for Say Cheese to make sure... You have to be that cocky person. Like, I'm going to make sure you see me. Like, Batman Capital is going to make sure you see him. You're going to see me on Say Cheese. You're going to see me on Academics. You're going to see me on Facebook. You're going to see me on yeah. TikTok. You're always going to see me because I'm going to make you see me even if you don't follow me. That's the type of, if you want to be cocky, that's how you got to come off. Because yeah. if they and see the you one month. the yeah, cocky that's how you win. That, that's how you win. That's how you, it's strategy to everything. That's A lot of artists don't think about that. they just like, right, I'm going to take my link and I'm going to share it to all these people. And one day somebody gonna hear and see me. No, people see the money. They see the bag. If you come, like a lot of artists be like, man, this it's hard to meet these artists. It's really easy to meet an artist. You can meet who you want to meet. If you got forty, fifty thousand dollars, you can sit right. You can be sitting in this room with me right now. You can sit in. You can sit with Meek Mill. Yo, got everybody has a booking price. Everybody has a booking fee. Everybody has some type of fee that they will let you pay to become their best friend. Mm. Not even they just best friend, but somebody to. You could be in the same room as them. Money talk. You feel me? So it's I feel like a lot of these artists that's up and coming is the ones that's looking out, looking for the handouts. But uh the handout artist turns you off. You get what I'm saying? It it, it irritates you because you we, we deal with females all the time and you be like, damn, this girl needs this and this and that, you know what I'm saying? But then when you're dealing with an artist, you just like, damn, this nigga need this, he need that. It it'll turn it'll push you away from them. Yeah. They, um, Why do you think people don't invest in themselves? Do you feel like it's a pride thing? Like, man, I paid this nigga money, man. I gave they, this other they nigga don't, They don't invest in themselves because, honestly, they really don't believe in their self that much. They all, I know artists right now that have money, like trappers that got money that will not spend five, ten thousand dollars $10,000 into themselves. They feel like, no, nah, they, they always procrastinate. They be like, no, nah, I'm going to just wait till my next thing. Or I don't got enough songs out yet. Or... They just be making up excuses every time. It be the excuses that, that next thing you know, I say, bro, you only gonna get older. You finna be uh, this age, that age. Like you gonna study, grow, and grow. You like wasting your time, but liking everybody else's song. Like you gotta build your own. First, it starts with taking nice pictures on Instagram. Your presence is everything. Then your following. You know what I'm saying? People depend. People look at all this type of stuff. You know, just not spamming everybody's comments and everybody's DM talking about sign me is not gonna get you nowhere. Bro, that's, that's real. I don't even look at that shit. I need to, I really want to be seen. I want a person to be seen, like, to be seen. I like, like, for instance, I be offering mentorship. So the people that be paying me, we be really becoming like friends. You know what I'm saying? And I be like, damn. But then they tell me, like, you know, I rap, bro. So I really take the time to listen to it because the nigga paid me. Yeah. It, you know, it's all about relationships. That's it, bro. And connections. That's it. And like you mentioned, once you get in 